This week on the Anxiety Slayer podcast, we're discussing how you can calm anxiety with tips for how to support your nervous system when you're feeling hypervigilant. Welcome back to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderley here with my good friend and co-host Ananga Sevier, producing free podcasts for you since 2009. Welcome back, Ananga. Hey, Shan. 2009. Sometimes I still scratch my head and go, wow. (laughs) (laughs) We've been showing up doing this work together for a while. Yeah. I'm so grateful to have this partnership with you. Me too. And another great topic about our nervous system and calming anxiety, discussing hypervigilance and how so many who suffer with anxiety and PTSD and stress are very hypervigilant. Yeah, and I guess most people know what hypervigilant means, but maybe we should just give a little introduction as we go in. So hypervigilance is when we feel on red alert, constantly on red alert, checking, scanning. We don't feel particularly safe. We feel unsettled. And we're in that vigilant state where we're seeing potential danger or problems around us all the time. Very exhausting, high anxiety, uncomfortable experience. Often comes as a result of trauma or PTSD. And now, as is being thankfully discussed, more complex post traumatic stress disorder. And as many experts in the field that we follow share and we concur with, it's not a disorder, it's a natural response to intense stress, but that's the label that's used. Mm. And I can relate to this feeling, and I, I think you can as well. And while we've done loads and loads of work to calm our nervous systems, there are still times when I can go into that red alert state or into that hypervigilant place and Now I just am aware of it, so I can do something about it much quicker than in days past. I think it's something many of us can relate to um, if we've had a shock or a a trauma. And again, little t traumas are still traumas. They sure are. Anything that makes us feel shocked is worthy of the extra care and support we're going to need to get ourselves feeling safer and calmer again. One of the things that I've noticed has really helped me move away from feeling jumpy and hypervigilant is the use of Remag, the liquid magnesium that I learned about years ago when interviewing Carolyn Dean, Dr. Carolyn Dean. It has been such a wonderful supplement to add to my daily lineup. And I've really, really noticed a difference there in in doing so. Mm. Yeah, this is such a a broad topic, really, isn't it? That that we can look at from so many angles to support this feeling of hypervigilance. That we can benefit from nutritional support. We can benefit from speaking to trauma trained and trauma informed practitioners. Lifestyle changes are definitely recommended over time. There are many things we can bring in to our daily life to help support 
our nervous system and help us feel more calm and more safe. And it's interesting that's, that that can come from our bodies and from our nutrition as much as from our mind. Actually, starting in the body is the best place. It really is the best place to start. Ayurveda teaches that when we experience shock or trauma, either as big life-altering events or even lesser traumas over time, that the vata energy of the body is disturbed and affects our nerves and our mental well-being. And when we are hypervigilant, we do get stuck on red alert. And when we're hyper-aroused, we respond to regular events as if they're dangerous and sometimes even life-threatening. You might identify with that as being a passenger in a car. I know a lot of our listeners have issues sometimes with driving and with being a passenger, how you feel a little bit more out of control when you're not in the driver's seat. That's how I think about that as uh, feeling like things are a little bit out of control or, or that you're in danger if you're not the one with your hands on the wheel. One of the things that can happen with Vata when we're under emotional duress is it increases and it moves in the body. And Ayurveda teaches that it can move into the channels of the mind and it can move into our nervous system. And what happens when it does that is Vata is disturbed by the anxiety, but the Vata is also driving anxiety. So we can have this experience where we tend to go to the worst case scenario for everything. We can do it for everything. A letter, a knock at the door, um, a phone call, going out of the house, being around other people. So we have this hyperstate where we're experiencing everything as potential danger and our nervous system becomes exhausted. And that fear can go into our dreams, it can go into our relationships, it can go into all areas of our life, which makes everyday events feel threatening, which is a, a really exhausting and, and awful existence. I can't even call that a life. I have had experience of that myself, and you're just trying to cope all the time. It's really difficult. So... Moving away from these hyper-aroused, hyper-vigilant states and into a more regulated, healthy nervous system, it's going to take support and it takes time. It can take a surprising amount of time. It's not a quick fix, but we can start to feel better as soon as we're going in a helpful direction for us. It's not like we have to wait for ages to feel any relief, but we do need to allow time. Unfortunately, there are many great teachers around who can offer support and guidance along the way, but we need to keep in mind that self-compassion and lifestyle changes are definitely needed, and they're going to be needed over time. And I'm glad that you bring that forward because it is practice. It's practicing changing things up so that we can live a more calm, and relaxed life. We have this tendency to want things now and to want, of course, if you're suffering, you want it to go away now. You want it to be better now. And if you realize that it does take time and that every little bit contributes and to just keep going and to keep making changes 
that are beneficial for mind, body, and soul, that you will get there. Yeah. It's so challenging when the issue feels like it's, you know, between our ears. It feels like such an inside job. It's easy for us to turn on ourselves, to feel like we're not coping well, to feel like we're a burden, to feel like we'll never get better. We have all these dialogues around these things that can make it so much harder. I saw a story this morning of a young man who was injured in a car accident and lost the use of his legs. And there was a clip of him graduating and walking with a cane, having been told he'd never walk again. He was so determined and he'd worked so hard to get to that point of being able to stand on his own two feet again. And it's an incredibly inspiring story. If we can just borrow a little of that courage and determination for ourselves, it's very easy with the mind to get to a point where we feel like this is too much, it's too painful. I don't feel like I'm ever going to get better. And when my mind's felt like that in the past, I sometimes fortunately will have this counterthought of what choice do I have? And I have to do this for myself. I have to walk towards a better experience than what I'm currently experiencing because this isn't a comfortable, good quality life. So there's work to be done, but we can start to feel some relief once we start doing that work. Well, let's look at some things that that can help. Uh, We have loads of resources uh, in our show notes, but we'll just kind of move through some of the things that can help when when we have uh, disturbed vata. And at the top of the list is oil massage. Oil massage is always helpful, whether it's a full body massage with specialized oils we like in, in order from Banyan Botanicals. They have wonderful quality oils. Um, or massaging the soles of your feet with oil. Or if possible, finding a practitioner in your area that offers oil massage. Or Shirodhara, which is a treatment where warm medicated sesame oil is trickled on to the forehead. And this treatment is very healing for the nervous system. I bought some Brahmi oil mm-hmm. a while ago. I don't, I don't have any more, but that I would do that to myself. I would lean my head back and and do that treatment, and it was really lovely. I can't tell you that I would have known the difference if it was one oil or the other, but it was a really nice way to look after myself. Yeah, Brahmi oil is wonderful for the mind. And there are more clinics and places available now in the West Ayurvedic um, places. I have one about 20 minutes from my home I found recently. I was quite surprised. And um, this is such a powerful healing practice for the mind, for the nervous system, for anxiety, for any kind of nervous disorder. If you have the opportunity to experience a treatment like that, wonderful. But also even just massaging the soles of your feet with oil before sleep gets all the nervous energy down, moving away from the head. Whenever there's disturbance to the nervous system, oil is our friend in our food, high quality olive oils, cooking oils, and oil massage. It's a wonderful, simple remedial support for the nervous system. Ayurveda also invites us to make sure that we're paying attention 
to what our body needs, the natural needs that we have throughout the day. We don't want to repress or delay responding to the body signals that we receive, like sneezing or going to the bathroom or feeling like it's time to have a a drink of water. How many times do you put that stuff off and for what reason? So really tune into your body. When we're in a hypervigilant state, we're solely driven by adrenaline. And this is when we completely disregard or ignore the need to eat or rest or visit the bathroom, which puts the body and the nervous system under even more stress and sends a message that we don't trust our body and that we're not listening. And that's why you see so many people suffering outside of their body. We talked about that a lot years ago when I was in yoga teacher training, how many people who were not living in their body, they were somewhere else in their head. And to get them back into the body and listening. And one way that you can begin calming hypervigilance is to listen to what your body needs. Listen and respond. And when we respond with care and attention, we switch to the parasympathetic nervous system state, which tells our body and mind, I've got this. Things are normal. Everything's being attended to. All is well. I had an experience over the weekend where we were walking through the forest. We had just been in a, in a ride in the Jeep and we had the top down. So lots of wind, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't protect my ears as I normally would. It was our first outing, so I didn't have my scarf. Anyway, when I got out of the vehicle and started walking in the woods, I felt very dizzy, very out of my body, almost like vertigo. And I remembered that I didn't protect my ears and had a little talk with myself and grounded, just allowed myself to just slow down and stand and breathe. And I was able to move past it because I listened. Mm. So I didn't pay attention to what my body needed getting in that car because I just had forgotten. But I remembered when I got into the forest and was able to look after myself and could continue on with my day. That's a really important thing to share, I think, because sometimes if we have those situations and we can't see the cause and effect and we're not aware that we can be affected by the wind and wind in the ears increases butter and it can increase feelings of ungroundedness, feeling dizzy, all those things. So it's good to know. It's good to have that information and then to take a moment and respond to the sensations we're feeling. We didn't know that. We could just feel very anxious that we've come out on a nice day out. Nothing apparently has happened to affect us and we're setting out on a walk and we suddenly feel unwell. And that can be very confusing and very anxiety inducing when we think it's just coming at us randomly. So a good thing to share, to listen, what might cause that, what might I need. It's good to know the cause and effect of these things. And then we're listening to our body without feeling triggered by our own body. That's why we check out so much, is that the triggering feels like it's within us and we just don't want to be properly embodied in that place where all these things are firing off. Mm. There's a key teaching of Ayurveda and the Vedas in general, the broader Vedic knowledge also has this teaching. It's called the non-suppression of natural urges. Mm -hmm. If you need to sneeze, sneeze. If you need to pass, pass. These natural 
things that happen in the body that the body needs to do to not repress them and let them happen as and when they need to. And it's very common for us to delay bathroom breaks, but that puts the kidneys under duress. Right. When we do that, and Chinese medicine teaches that the kidneys are the organ associated with fear. Mm. And the water channels of the body are associated with, with fear. So to deal with these things, to respond to these things in a timely manner is a key teaching in reducing hypervigilance, calming hypervigilance by just residing healthily within the body and tending to its basic needs. Sounds like an unusual thing, but it's taught again and again, and it does help. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you ever looked at how much time you spend caring for yourself in a given day compared to how much time you spend caring for other people? It's easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself, whether that be quiet time, exercise, a walk in the woods, or even a glass of water. When we spend all of our time giving to others, we can feel like our well is dry. And therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others while making your own self-care a priority. Therapy is helpful for learning how to set boundaries and can help you manage how much of yourself you're giving away. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slayer today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Slayer. Let's talk a little bit about the support that we can get from Bach flower remedies. If you've been listening to us for a while, you know that both Ananga and I recommend use and mix all kinds of Bach flower remedies to support ourselves and our friends and family. What are some of the best Bach flower remedies? for feeling hypervigilant? Aspen is one that's really helpful. Aspen is the remedy for when we have a sense of dread, but we can't say what it is. So there are two key anxiety, high anxiety state remedies. One's mimulus, and that's for when we know exactly what we're worried about. But aspen is when we feel really fearful, and sometimes it's described as this shaking, shaking fear, strong fear, but we just have this sense of foreboding doom. We just feel that something bad's going to happen, but we can't say what it is, but it feels very real and we're very preoccupied with it. So that's a wonderful remedy for that awful kind of fear. Mm. Then there's Star of Bethlehem. That's the remedy for when you've experienced trauma, either recently or way back in the past. That's a very supportive remedy. And Rock Rose is the remedy for where we feel frozen in fear or terror, really shocked kind of anxiety. And of course, Rock Rose and Star of Bethlehem are both found in Bark Flowers Rescue Remedy. 
which is a combination of five flower essences for times when we need extra support with stress or anxiety. Rescue Remedy has been in my purse or in my glove box for years, just having it there for extra support. When I'm traveling, uh, that's when I find that I use it the most. And then being able to mix these other remedies as well as things come up and knowing what to do with, with each. And then again, it's this naturopathic way of supporting your system. Just a few, few drops in your water a couple times a day or as often as you need. It's been really supportive. Yeah, they're amazing. Bart flowers are amazing. They're worth looking into and investing in a couple of remedies or uh, rescue remedies, very affordable and available in all kinds of different formats. Mm-hmm. And there's the nighttime version as well, which is for if you have persistent looping unwanted thoughts, then there's the added white chestnut in that combination. Definitely worth trying, uh, especially if we feel shocked or, or we're feeling edgy and hypervigilant. They're wonderful remedies. And then, of course, again, I'll mention RNA Reset and Dr. Carolyn Dean's Remag Liquid Magnesium. If you are not taking some form of magnesium at this point, please look into it. And, and Dr. Dean is definitely the master. She has done so much research. She has a book that's like two and a half inches thick <laughs> on magnesium. And of course, I've had the pleasure of interviewing her a couple of times. And we, uh, we do work with RNA Reset um, and have an affiliate link in our notes that will offer you a discount if you want to go ahead and give that a try. It has made such a big difference for me having magnesium every day. It's also important that we learn how to be with our experiences. When we're hypervigilant, we're in this reactionary state of mind. And we can react in a, a variety of different ways. We might completely check out and leave our body, disassociate, uh, or we might be right there in that space of scanning everything, uh, which is where I tend to go. But either way, there will be moments when we feel okay and we need to look for those moments. We might be cracking up with a friend. These are moments to savor. And that bring you some joy, or you might be in a space where you're feeling safe. You just feel safe and, and comforted with your family or a good friend. Or maybe you allow yourself to be curious about something new and you're immersed in that. These are the experiences that we want to be in those spaces, be grateful for those moments, because in these moments, this is what makes our life not the stress and the hypervigilance and all those other pieces. We still have all of these moments where we are okay. And to just note that in this moment, I'm okay. And notice how that feels in your body. Yeah, it helps balance out or bring us back into balance away from hypervigilance just because it helps us be embodied be in our body and with the experiences in our body and their different experiences to stress and fear and scanning and thinking there's danger. 
We might, if we're going through a really difficult spell, they might just be pockets here and there, but we need to be present with them and not try and, this is a big challenge with anxiety, not try and grasp onto them and hold them tightly into permanence, just to notice them. Mm -hmm. Let the moments happen, be with them, notice in this moment, I'm okay. We might choose to express some gratitude and being with that lightly in the moment, just noticing, oh, in this moment, I'm okay. What's happening in my body when I feel like this? Okay. And it helps with hypervigilance to notice those pockets of okay times. Let's dig into some calming practices that are available for you when you're feeling hypervigilant. And I'd like to start with affirmations. Affirmations are also recommended in Ayurveda to retrain your mind to feel safe, safe and sound. And it's quite simple, really. Simple statements like, I am safe and I am loved or all is well and I am safe. These simple statements repeated and repeated as often as you can will help you ground more deeply into your body. You can find a tapping session on our Patreon to help you reprogram your mind from fearful thinking. Another practice that can really help is something called the Meridian Hug. It's very easy and it comes from an ancient Japanese form of energy healing called Jinsen Jutsu. And it's been adopted by Donna Eden, if you're familiar with Donna Eden's energy healing book and and work and others share it as well sometimes it's called the triple warmer meridian hug so i'll talk you through how to do it it's very calming you can do it whenever you feel the need any time of the day and it's one of those great meridian healing techniques that you can learn to do in a way that looks very discreet so even if you're feeling triggered or ungrounded around other people there's a way to do this where it just looks like you're folding your arms across your body. So you take your right hand and place it under your left arm, about four inches down from the armpit. And bring your left hand across the front of your body to hold your right arm above the elbow and between the elbow and the shoulder. So once you're doing that, you can see it looks like you've got your arms folded. doesn't look like anything too unusual. If you're sitting, uncross your legs and have both feet flat on the floor. And then take a few quiet minutes, just sitting like this, holding your arms across your body, hugging across your body. So your right hand's contacting a point on the spleen meridian. This is in the area that we tap under the arm when we're using EFT tapping. So the spleen meridian is in this area, and this is really good for when we don't feel safe or we feel ungrounded, contacting this point helps us feel safe and grounded in our body and in the moment. So you're just hugging across your body and taking a few quiet minutes to breathe naturally. Don't change your breathing. Just let your breath do whatever it's doing. If you make any small adjustments to your breathing, you can lengthen your exhalation a little bit for added calm. But let the in-breath be Natural. We have a tendency to gulp in air when we're anxious. 
that doesn't help. So just let your in-breath be natural and let your exhalation be a little bit longer. And just notice what's happening with your body and just be with it as if you're sitting with a friend. Peaceful, self-attendance, being with yourself. And this practice helps calm the flight or fight response. Again, it helps us feel grounded, helps us feel safe. And we'll have a guided version of this practice soon for our patrons on Patreon. I was working through this with you, doing the Meridian hug while you were sharing, and I felt a sense of calm pretty quickly. It's really calming. It's a good way to self-regulate. For example, if we've been on a journey and we might have had a bit of an uncomfortable or stressful experience in the car, when we pull over, uh, just to do that for a couple of minutes can really help us safe and calm. Um, we can do it before we settle down to sleep. We can do it before we head out for our day. But it's a good thing to do a few times during the day. But anytime we feel heightened, when we feel like that hypervigilance is building in us, we don't feel safe, we're scanning, we're perceiving danger, that's the time to do it. And it's quite a powerful self-calming practice. And another self-calming practice that we've shared many, many times and will continue to share is the calming point. Both Ayurveda and Traditional Chinese medicine recommend this point for calming the heart and the mind. And to find this point is very, very easy. You just simply make a fist with your left hand and look for where your middle finger touches your palm. That's the spot that you want to press on with the thumb of your right hand, nice and firm, for about a minute while you take deep and steady breaths. This is a game changer. While you're doing this, you want to relax your jaw. You want to let your shoulders drop and relax while you hold the point and continue taking slow, deep breaths. I love this one because you can do it absolutely anywhere. No one knows what you're doing. You can have your hands underneath the desk. You can have your hands in your lap and just pressing on this point and breathing. This is definitely my go-to when I have to go to the dentist, and I suspect there are many listening in who don't appreciate going to the dentist, and I'll just sit there in my chair and have actually taught the dentist and the hygienist about it, and they've shared it with other patients that they have, and it's been very, very helpful. So that's the calming point. Yeah, a great point. Again, you can use it anyway. You can use it in waiting rooms. Um any social situations, another one of those magic points, which is incredibly calming and nobody need know you're doing it. And then we have SOS EFT tapping. We talk about tapping often because it's incredibly helpful and tapping can help us feel safe right now, right here in this moment when anxiety is running high. And you can find our SOS guided tapping sessions in our Freedom from Anxiety Attacks course on Teachable and also on our Patreon. And we'll have links in the show notes for you for, for those. We also have a new tapping session on our Patreon 
that's called Changing the Record Tapping Session. And we made it to help you support your mind when it keeps playing unwanted fear-based narratives. You can use this session daily to help retrain your mind to think calmer thoughts or as an SOS tapping session anytime you feel overwhelmed with unwanted thoughts that you're struggling with. Yeah, tapping's a wonderful way to, again, change the record. Ayurveda teaches that we have these grooves that we form in our own mind with our repeated fearful dialogues, thinking we're not safe, thinking what if something goes wrong. So tapping in this way really helps us switch those thoughts to different thoughts. Every time we have these hypervigilant thoughts, they send a cocktail of stress chemicals into our body. And when we can use tapping or other affirmations, we're helping send the right chemicals into our body. We're helping train ourselves to have a different experience. So tapping is a very powerful way of using affirmations as well. There's the many ways to use tapping, but one of them is we can bring affirmations in while tapping through the points, uh, discharging fear from our body and helping ourselves switch out to a more peaceful state of mind where we have more trust in ourself and our surroundings. You'll find several resources from our conversation today in our show notes at anxietyslayer.com. Thanks so much for listening. If you love our podcast, consider becoming a patron and get over 150 guided relaxations, tapping sessions, and Ayurvedic teachings for anxiety relief at patreon.com slash anxietyslayer.